Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the A Little Less Fear podcast. Today, I'm really happy to introduce Coach Lee Hopkins. He's an expert on making long-standing, genuine friendships, and he's gone through a lot to be where he's at today, and I'm actually really excited to talk to another trans man because, as everyone knows, I'm trans, and I don't get to interact with too many trans people. So welcome to my show. Welcome, Coach Lee Hopkins. Hey, I'm so glad to be here and so glad to talk to another fellow trans man. Yeah, it feels great, right? It's like yeah. the whole brother, the whole brotherhood quote unquote thing is real. You know, like I remember when I first <laughs> I remember when I first started my transition where I'd be like, why are people bro this, bro that? What's going on? But it wasn't until I actually started meeting other trans men and I feel like the automatic love, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's just like an automatic love. That's the only way I could say it. It's like, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, you know what I've been through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. We, we get each other. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really awesome. So high five. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us what, tell us about your journey and how you got to become a coach and doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, my journey was started from a small town in Ohio. I grew up in a little town and it just basically felt like I wasn't able to connect with anybody. And so when I get to college, I thought I would have a different experience and I wanted to, but it just seemed like I was rejected from any group that I joined, any group that I tried. And it just talking to people was really difficult for me. So I, I tried, but it didn't work. So then I decided, you know what? forget the entire state of Ohio, leave it behind. I'm going to go to California. I live in California. I had an opportunity to reinvent myself, become a new person and do new things around new people who probably had a different mindset. That's what I was thinking, had a different mindset. Mm -hmm. I still felt myself being very, very, very lonely. I even created something uh, like a Central Valley karaoke, which is uh, just a karaoke uh, essentially group. So I was out at the karaoke bars. Yeah. I was, I was up all the time because I wanted to socialize. I wanted to connect with people and I had liquid courage to help me do that. So <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was pretty popular on the scene too. I made quite a name for myself in the, in the karaoke scene. People knew who I was, but I was still so lonely, so lonely. And so, you know, finally an opportunity to move to Chicago. Now I didn't just get money and move. I just had some opportunities arise. I got a promotion at work and I moved to Chicago. And this is, now I thought this is better. This is much better because I landed in the Central Valley of California, nowhere like LA or San Francisco. But I landed in the Central Valley of California, still new people, still new ideas and things. But when I moved to Chicago, I'm thinking, man, this is the big time. All right. This is like the second largest city. And I'm going to find a lot of people who understand me who I am and what I want. And it's not going to be a problem because if I can, if I can be there, I'm going to find those people. And sure enough, I did find my community. I found the trans community. And when I came to Chicago, I transitioned. So about six or seven months here in Chicago, I found the right language. I found the right people. I found the education. I found the support to transition. But then 
guess what, Dr. Lino, I still felt lonely, so lonely. We had this brotherhood connection here for just a second. We had that, but there's something else. There's something mm -hmm. more to my identity. There's something more to me. And I wasn't able to really make a connection. So there was something else was difference. calling you deep down inside. And it was, would you say it was more of a calling? This is like a, a, something that I was hiding. Yes, I feel like there was something I was hiding. And I thought that the idea was that, well, I'm trans. And as soon as I live that outward, outwardly. That you wouldn't feel lonely anymore, but you still continue to lonely. feel lonely, even though you were like feeling you were, you were actually getting into the right quote unquote skin, but mm -hmm. something still was missing or empty or what? So what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So then the, the, I just started to spend more time with myself, like understanding myself. So what happened was I went on the journey of self-discovery. I actually went to therapy and uh, there was, yeah. yeah, I recommend it for people. I recommend it. I recommend it for everybody. Okay. Everybody, even Not my just cat because. needs therapy. Okay. <laughs> and when I say therapy too, I mean, talking about stuff, like yeah. just talk, just talk yeah, to somebody talk. about something. Yeah. Yeah. So I had somebody, well, I had the, 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 the idea or the, the feeling or whatever carried with me was that I was afraid to share who I was. And I thought that I had to go find the right people to help affirm who I am, right? Uh -huh. right. So here I go, I leave Ohio, I go to college. I'm in college in Ohio and I'm looking for these people. I'm in California, I'm looking for these people. Mm -hmm. I'm in Chicago and I'm looking for these people. But you're really looking for yourself, huh? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm really looking for myself. I'm really looking to find out who I am and what I want and being able to live that outward. So when I went to counseling, I understood that. I learned that. And I felt so relieved, felt so great that I had to go and share this with other people. And that's how I became a coach. It's my story is that I spent so much time hiding and running that when, you, when I finally faced myself, it's hard. It's not only hard to face yourself, but right. it's also hard to go and express and live that truth. Oh, yeah. And so I wanted to share that with people. Like, this is how I did it. This is what worked for me. And I'm sure it can work for you. And man, does it feel wonderful? It sure does. Yeah. yeah. And so when did you actually say, you know what, I, this is what I want to do. I want to I want to help people be in the same shoes that I, I mean, people that are in the shoes that I was in, I want to help these people. When did you actually step into that role? This was um, maybe, wow, a few years, four years ago, I started with the idea of Patterns of Possibility. And I, was I working love that with, name too, by the way, Patterns of Possibility. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's all about those patterns that we discover. So I discovered the, the big, large patterns was just basically the, to run, run away. Ohio, California, Chicago. And then within Chicago, I was just running from group to group to group and looking for little things in the, to tweak in these patterns, looking for little things. So I came to the city and I connected with the people in the bar scene. So I'm connecting with people. People know my name. They know my drink. I hang out with them after the bar closes. I hang out after the bar closes in the bar. I'm on the scene with these people and enjoying it. And so I was like, well, I thought that I was doing something different, but what am I doing? That's not right. Mm -hmm. So I was working a full-time job 
And I'm starting to pay attention to these patterns. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It works for me. What if I just tried talking to someone else and seeing how that worked for them? And it's just like, it wasn't just all of a sudden business. It was kind of experimenting with people and recognizing experimenting with people sounds <laughs> rude, rude. <laughs> no, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're just basically just trying to pick up the cues and just trying to get, um, keep making that path. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I realized, wow, I really like this. I really like what I'm discovering about myself. And I also like that it lights up people's faces. Other people are excited about it too in conversation yeah. with me. So I'm, working trying to find my own way to connect with other people and discovering that yeah i'm connecting with other people and i want to share with them how they can connect with other people so about four years ago i made it a business but i didn't really start taking it seriously until a couple of years ago so what how did you make it how did it become more serious oh well, it came became more serious as in doing it full time that's what yeah it came the kids now, there's a bit of fear about stepping out there on the ledge and saying, well, I'm going to base my entire income and livelihood and lifestyle on something that has been proven to work for other people, but I'm not absolutely sure I can do it. Mm -hmm. It's fun to talk to people, but I'm not absolutely sure I can do it. I don't have a certification or, or what do you call it, like a, a degree mm -hmm. or something that, that will say that I'm a... a license some, something mm -hmm. and so I don't know if that's going to work I just have my experience yeah that's enough yeah and that but it's it's, it's scary <laughs> it's it scary, scary to do it yeah it's scary to do it so that's what made me me step out so what kind of um coaching are you doing with people well I coach some people on uh connections so I have a I, uh, course, a free course, it's called Understanding Connections. And what it is, it, it shares with you the three kinds of connections that you're going to make with people. And there's the one with me, which is yourself, me, mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And then there's the one with you, which is you and another person. So me and another person, just one other person. It's your interaction between that person. And then there's we, there's large dynamics, group dynamics, there's social uh, social constructs and the interactions that you're going to have with them. And so what I talk about is the creation or the, the connection between me first, it happens before it happens with anything else. So True. I talk about how my experiences, I'm out there trying to connect with other people and trying to connect with you, but I don't know who I am. So I want to tell you all about what I want and expect from you, but I don't even know about myself. And right. so I find myself in relationships where I'm flipping out and I'm upset and I'm like, you should have known, but I don't know how to express my feelings. I don't know what I need from you. And nah. and, and friendships like that, that would blow up because I don't know how to get my needs met because right. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. So I teach people to be strong and uh, be founded in the me. Who am I? What do I want? And how I'm going to get it? I was looking at your bio and I noticed that you were talking about three social myths that you had about yourself. What were those myths that you had and how did you overcome them? Oh, yeah. So the myths was that I went on this journey, like I said, going from state to state to state. And one of the social myths is that um, you have to um, be a people pleaser. Essentially, you have to give in order to receive. And it's been said so many different ways, but essentially, 
you have to focus on the you connection, what mm-hmm. they want, what their needs are before you can get your own needs met. And so I went around doing that, doing that thing. I went around giving, trying to be accepted. And so I'm thinking that is something that creates that genuine connection. And then there's another uh, connection. There's another one that's there with you is just um, about rejection. And that's at the core of it. It's, it's the core of feeling rejected as being a punishment. It, it's, not a, it's not true that rejection is essentially a punishment unless you believe it is. Mm-hmm. And I want to shift the mindset that it's information that you get. Being rejected is information of whether you want to be with this person or you don't want to be with this person. Maybe they'll make that decision and you don't have a choice, but you get the information about how to behave with them or what to expect from them because they're able to express their needs to you. And I want to to stress that um, changing the mindset about that really helps you move on and get your own needs met. Oh yeah, absolutely. I always tell people that rejections are redirections. That's one of the biggest things I've I've seen. I totally, they're just redirecting you. It's a new yeah. direction. That's all it is. Yes, absolutely. I like that. Rejection is redirection. So, how's it going with the karaoke? Are you doing that also in uh, Chicago? Well, I tried. So that's one of the things I did when I landed. I sure, tried it was here. tough with the pandemic, though. Yeah, it, I mean. This, so this was six years ago when I started. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, that was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. And then I my voice changed. So yeah. <laughs> You're like, I what am I going to sing now? You're like, exactly. Dude, you know, you know. Yeah. I, like, I love the Spice Girls. I mean, I was, yeah. I was, I was doing the Spice Girls. But oh, my goodness. Didn't quite work. Spice Girls just uh, bring I the can. tone down. Bring it down a little bit. It's like yeah, just bring it down a little bit. Yeah, I see. It's just I'm not used to it. <laughs> but yeah. And so the people that you're coaching are they uh, LGBTQ family or are, they, are you talking to a wide range of a, a big spectrum? Well, I talk to a big spectrum of people. It, it doesn't have to be just uh, straight people. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> doesn't have to be cis people okay mm-hmm. but the point that i want to make is that everybody has this experience where they're hiding something and yeah. or they don't and they may not know what it is right. and if they do know what it is they're afraid to to bring it out and live their truth and i want to help people understand what those things are and how to live their truth so i can relate to this experience with anyone because uh, although specifically I'm trans, I went through this process believing that being in this new body is going to make me feel less lonely. Mm-hmm. It did not do that for me. And other people, other trans people, other family may be experiencing that too. Well, they're I'm darn happy with what I did. I like it, okay? Right. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I'm facing rejection again on top of the rejection I was trying to run away from. What type of rejection were you experiencing um, when you when you talk about rejection? I thought, oh, so um, let's say before I transitioned, so I was um, a lesbian. So I came out of the closet, and uh, that was an experience. So again, I'm feeling like, well, you know, my family was pretty um, religious and not intro, not not really accepting of that, but they accepted me. I think more like. 
they're like, yeah, okay, this person. I mean, that's, it just didn't feel like, you know, I was generously. Open it didn't, fe- it didn't feel yeah. like genuine. Yeah, it didn't feel quite genuine. And that's with me and that's with other people as well. It's just like, I grew up in, I felt like this is rejection. This is, I could be projecting that as well, but that's the kind of rejection that, that I felt. And, um, you know, there were little things like, what can I do? What can I give to a person? And it just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And that was a rejection that happened in many of my relationships. And I, I mean, friendships too. It's like, whatever I want to give, whatever I can give or I'm capable of, because I thought um, giving time, energy was the equivalent to love and connection. And that's not true. No, it's not. That's, that's just not true. And I didn't right. know that. So I'm thinking, well, I'm being rejected when I'm trying to give my love, which is my time and energy, I'm thinking. And it, mm. it's just not the same thing. So I get rejected because of those things. So now that you're now that you're a coach and now that you're doing what you love and helping people be, um, overcome the obstacles that you were once in, how do you um, feel as far as like, um, do you ever get people, and I'm just asking you this because I'm, because I go through this being trans, do you ever feel like I need to cater to the trans community? Or do you just want to cater to humanity? Like me personally, I just want to cater to humanity, but I've often off the camera gotten people saying, why don't you just, why don't you focus more on the, on the trans community? Do you ever get that? Oh man, people are going to come for me. People are coming. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So that I have heard that. I have heard that. And I know that we're an underserviced community. Right. So I'd like to, to share and give back at the very same time. Since we are so underserviced, since we tend not to have the kind of financial resources and backing to pay for this kind of service, it makes it difficult for for me to want, for I don't say want to cater to, but for me to be able to cater to them because this is my livelihood, right? Right. And I don't want to say that all trans people are poor or no trans people can afford this. Right. But if I'm looking towards people who have other basic needs that need who, to be met, who are also this, underserved, right? Yes, then this is like a, kind of like a, a second a second thought. Mm-hmm. I I think I think it's a kind of a second thought. But I really like this idea of giving time and energy to it. That's one thing that mm-hmm. I can do. I mean, like if I can give a free session or give some free time to it, and not just specifically or, or just only devote my time and energy towards one di- one demographic. I want to serve humanity and be able to actually survive as well. And that's, I think that's absolutely fair to say. Totally fair to say. Yeah. What are your most common, um, I don't know, is the word complaint or the most common obstacles that your clients get? What is the most common client? Uh, question or struggle or the most common thing that you get most people wonder why other people don't like them Mm. Mm, that's that comes to me like well why don't people like me and and i like i know i know the answer it's because you don't like yourself there's something Ooh, in there. Man, you just lay it on there. You just I don't you say tell that, it though. like it is. Oh wow. <laughs> but you know what? 
honestly, that's that's the that's the truth. It really is. And when you get to like you were saying, when you get to like yourself and then learn to love yourself even more, then people are gonna like and love you back. But yeah, if if people don't like you, then that's that's a, a clear indicator that there's something that you need to look you need to look inward. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely do not say that to them like that because yeah. I would have no clients. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all about, you know, like this is this, there's an idea that that is you go into a group and there's something about you that you want to share with this group, but you don't because you already believe that they're going to not like you when you share this group, when you share it with this group. And that is the problem. That's the dynamic. And so we're looking for that little piece. What is it that you don't want to yeah. share that you really want to share that you're afraid to share? And why? And so do, do they share that with you? And then you explore that idea? Eventually we get to it. That depends on whether they know it already or whether they don't know it already. So if they know it, then we'll, we'll try and we'll dig at it because if they're sharing it with me, then it's another vulnerability. They could still have that belief like, well, Lee won't like me either. Or Lee's going to think I'm weird. And we just have to work around right. getting them to open up and release that. Well, it sounds like a rewarding job. It doesn't even sound like a job. It sounds like fun. <laughs> I love talking to people <laughs> myself. So to me, that's like, you know, like if do, doing what you love is one of the most rewarding things you could do, really. Yeah, awesome. And it's really great to actually chat with you too, because like you, under, I feel like it's really easy to connect because you understand my experience. And I then totally we all, get it. Yeah. And we all want to connect. We yeah. all want people to understand exactly how we feel. So last thing I'm going to say about connection is that what I believe connection is, is not the love and the time and it's not the energy and the time that you put into something. It is your ability to understand how they feel but also, and also, demonstrate to them that you understand how they feel. Have to, you have to be able to demonstrate that to them or else, you know, they could come to you and say, I've had a bad day. And you say, sure, I know. I, I know what those are like. You might, but they don't know that you understand their experience that they're having right in this moment. Mm -hmm. so I help people bridge that gap and demonstrate that. Yeah, their bad day is not your bad day. Everybody's bad day is their specific. Yeah, absolutely. And people want you to be able to say, I understand how I'm having this specific bad day and how it's awful for me. And this is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You don't have to own you don't have to own any of it for yourself, but right. just reflect it back to them. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Coach Lee Hopkins, everybody. How can our viewers, our audience, our watchers, our listeners, how can we find you? Yes, you can find me at patternsofpossibility.com slash more possibility. And there I have the links to all my social media. You can find this 10 tips for memorable conversation, as well as a link to the free course. And so I'm also on any social media. If you just rather search for me there, patterns of possibility and all relevant social media. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a beautiful guest on my show. You have a wonderful voice. You're very calming effect and i know that you're gonna have a very bright future keep going keep inspiring people and i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna definitely touch base again yeah definitely i'm so looking forward to chatting with you again and to like it was just really rewarding to actually have a little less fear and come talk about this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome i love it thanks so much coach lee hopkins everybody on a little less fear podcast we'll talk soon thank you yes